This is Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks, and welcome to my podcast series, The Voice of Leadership. Today I'm starting a three-part series, and it's really going to be about divine GPS and the missing parts. If you've been listening, you already know that divine GPS stands for divine guidance, power or provision, and divine steps. And that's our GPS for getting to the place where God intends for us to be in our workplace, as well as our lives in general. Now, sometimes you might have a couple of these and be missing the third. So in the next three episodes today and the next two episodes, I'm going to talk about what it looks like when a piece is missing. And here's the thing to really know. If one piece is missing, most likely you're missing at least two pieces and maybe even all three. All three go together. So if you skip any one piece, you're probably losing out on two or maybe three pieces. So today what I want to talk about is what if you have divine guidance and you have divine provision, but you take no action? You don't take the steps that are necessary to act on the guidance that you've received or to use the power that you have received. So what I want you to understand is that there are lots of examples of this, biblical examples of people who operated in this way. In fact, we're most often likely to have guidance, to have power, and then choose not to do the right thing. That is a frequent occurrence. So the story that I want us to pay attention to today is the account in the book of Jonah in the Bible about Jonah's life. Now, in Jonah's case, God had told him to go to the city of Nineveh to warn the people of their wicked behavior so that the people would repent. Now, just so you understand, Nineveh was a big city. It was a great city. It was the city of commerce and the center city of the nation of Assyria. And if you are a Bible student, you might remember that Assyria is the nation that took the northern tribes of Israel into captivity. They were an evil nation, a fierce nation. They were cruel. Therefore, the people of Israel, God's people, hated the Assyrians, and with good reason. The Assyrians were not nice people. And so when God asked Jonah to go to Nineveh so that these people would be spared, Jonah, being a Jewish person, is saying to himself, why should I go to our enemies and warn them? Because I know how good God is. I know how gracious God is. And God will probably forgive them. And I want them to suffer. I don't want them to be forgiven. And you can understand it from a natural point of view, as I mentioned, because of all the evil that Assyria had done against the Jewish people. So, He had guidance because God specifically told him where to go. He told him what message to give the people. And of course, since God is guiding him there, he also has provided him the power 
to do what he's been asked to do and to deliver the message. Now, what does Jonah do instead? Jonah decides he doesn't like that mission. He doesn't want to follow that guidance. So instead of going to Nineveh, he jumps on a ship that's going to Tarshish, which is in a completely different direction. So he gets on the ship, he goes to Tarshish, or that's where he thinks he's going. And while he's on the ship, he's down in the lower level of the ship asleep. And while he's down there asleep, a big, huge storm brews and erupts on the upper deck level. And all of these men who are on the ship, they're trying to figure out, well, why is this huge storm coming up? What do we need to do? They're fighting for their lives. And they see Jonah's down there asleep. They wake him up. And because everybody in that day says, wait a minute, we're praying to our gods. Wake up and pray to your God. Who's your God? And he says, well, you know, I follow Yahweh. And I know all of this is happening because I am disobeying Yahweh and not going where he told me to go. You know, they became very upset with him. Why would you do that? Why would you disobey your God so that all of us now are in this trouble? Anyway, they said, well, what should we do? How should we handle the situation so that we don't all perish? And so Jonah finally tells him, he says, look, you, you just need to throw me overboard. Throw me overboard and then you'll be fine. Now, they didn't want Jonah to die. They didn't want to kill him. And they certainly didn't want to be responsible for killing him in a situation like this. So they tried their best to still keep that ship afloat and to navigate this horrific storm. And it just wasn't working. And so they just said, God, forgive us. Don't hold this man's life to our account. You know, but we have no choice. We're going to have to throw him overboard. So they threw him overboard. And as soon as they did, the seas calmed down and everything was fine for the other men on the ship. In the meantime, in Jonah's case, God had prepared a great fish that swallowed him up. So now Jonah is in the belly of this great fish. Now, I want you just to imagine if you are in the belly of a great fish, it's dark down there and God only knows what else is down there in the belly of a great fish. Probably doesn't smell too good. I mean, it's, it's not a pleasant scene. It's not a pleasant circumstance. So the consequences of doing what Jonah chose to do and not what God told him to do were kind of severe. So here he is at the belly of this great fish. He was down there for three days and he describes how the seaweed was wrapped around his neck, how dark it was and how difficult and challenging it was. And so finally he cries out to God under these circumstances. It's like after a point, you finally like cried, uncle, okay, you know, let me get this straight. And so God was listening and he heard him and God spoke to the fish and got the fish to vomit him up on the land. Now he still had the same guidance, the same mission that he needed to go to Nineveh. And finally he went to Nineveh, he preached to the people of Nineveh and much to his dismay, the people actually repented. And so therefore they did not face God's judgment at that time. Now, of course the Assyrians were evil enough that later on, they got into more stuff and judgment eventually fell on them. But at this time, they escaped the judgment that God had planned for them because they did, in fact, put on sackcloth and ashes and everything else, and they repented uh, before God. So the whole point is that when we don't go where God has led and empowered us to go, first of all, it makes our own lives difficult. It makes our own lives hard and it endangers other people. Those men on that ship, their lives were in danger because of the choices that Jonah was making in his life. 
it also was causing some danger to the people of Nineveh because if he did not give out this message that God had given him to give out, all of these people were going to be lost in this great city of Nineveh. You know, more than 100,000 people there that God cared about what happened to them. And so if he had failed to do the right mission, those people were going to suffer as well. So when you think about yourself as a marketplace ministry leader, keep in mind, there's a reason that you are in your position. There's a reason that you are in your organization and the place where God has placed you. God has important transformation work for you to do in the place where he's placed you. And it only happens when you walk as he has ordained for you to walk, which means according to his guidance, where you go where he says go, and you're using the power of God. Because clearly Jonah was not going to be able to go into an enemy nation and speak any message of repentance unless God went with him. Because the Assyrians, they might very well have assassinated him because that's the kind of people they were. But with the power of God, he would be able to deliver that message. There are places you're going to be going in your workplace, things you will have to do that are going to require the power and the guidance of God as well. So when as an executive, you choose to go the wrong way, many people are going to suffer the consequences. Those consequences could be as dire as loss of life. It could be loss of revenue in the business, loss of opportunity. And on a bigger scale, you're going to miss the mission that God has you on. And that mission usually involves blessing other people some kind of way. So if you're not following God's guidance, then you'll miss the opportunity to bless those people. So you have a choice. Do you want to go voluntarily up on the rough side of the mountain? Do you want to go 40 years in the wilderness as the Israelites had to do when they came out of Egypt? Or do you want to take God's shorter path to the destination because that's the best highway to where you're going? He always leaves that choice to us, whether we're going to listen or not, but he gives us the best way so we can choose. If you've been listening to the show for a while, then you know I have been talking about divine GPS for a while, this divine guidance, power, and also steps. So you really don't have to go up the rough side of the mountain or 40 years in the wilderness unless you choose to. So what I'm inviting you to is if you are a faith-based executive in a secular corporation, mid-size to large size, and you want some consulting assistance to figure out how to navigate what you are hearing from God, what you are hearing about the divine mission that he's given you for your workplace, then I'm inviting you to contact me, to go to my website, and to apply for the opportunity to have just a conversation to see if we're a good fit for one another. You can reach out to Dr. Karen, D-R period, K-A-R-E-N, at transleadership.com. 
let us know who you are. We'll send you the right information and then we'll have a conversation to see how we might be able to benefit you. And I also want to remind you that today is part one of a three-part series. So join me next time when I'll be also talking about the danger of missing the power segment. So let me go ahead and close today's segment with a special reading and words from Jonah as Jonah finds himself in the belly of the great fish and he's praying to God. And it says, this is Jonah speaking, and he says, then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol, and imagine that, that word Sheol is like the grave, death. It's like hell in a sense. He says, Out of the belly of Sheol, I cried and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains, the earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. So the bottom line is follow God's guidance, follow God's power, to do what he's asked you to do. And if you mess up, go to the only one who can bring you out of the darkness and out of the difficulty. He stands waiting, listening to answer, to hear, and to deliver. You've been listening to The Voice of Leadership with me, Dr. Karen Wilson-Starks. And I want to give a special thanks to jazz saxophonist Ron McMillan for granting us permission to use his gifted music on our show. Thanks for listening. And remember to go to my website, transleadership.com, for more strategies, insights, and leadership resources.